Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Wolf Sports Show. This is David Chapin. The rapid fire format last week was interesting. Might go back to it again at some point. We'll have more of a normal show this week, hitting every matchup. First, a couple of news items with the NFL winter meetings going on this week. Super Bowl 61 was awarded to Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium again, which is where it was two seasons ago. And Super Bowl 60 right before that, it's been known as in San Francisco at Levi Stadium, the Niner Stadium. So, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of all the Super Bowls in California. I kind of wish other locations, other states would get opportunities. And I I know they did the New York, New Jersey Super Bowl. The reason, like, more cold weather cities, especially New York, I guess, aren't included is because the weather's unpredictable. It could get a snow Super Bowl or something like that. Personally, I think that would be pretty awesome, but I guess they want a neutral site, controlled environments for the most part, barring rain or something in Miami where that can happen. But I think a missed opportunity for 2026, 250th anniversary of the founding of the United States, I think Philadelphia would have made for a sixth Super Bowl. I'm not sure about logistics and stuff with the city. That's another big thing, but I know like LA traffic isn't a joyride. Anyway, yeah, just it's been known that 2026 Super Bowl was not going to be in Philadelphia. But I think that's sort of a missed opportunity and a chance to do another cold weather one for a huge anniversary for the United States. And one of the other big news items from the winter meetings, the NFL will have one game in Brazil next season which is interesting and it shows the continuation of the league growing globally. There's a ton of untapped potential in international markets and they realize that. Now let's get to the week 15 NFL schedule. Fancy playoffs for most leagues. So that's fun and good luck to everyone participating. It starts with Thursday night football chargers against Raiders. Two five and eight teams in the AFC West not having their seasons go as anticipated. Justin Herbert's done for the year for the Chargers due to a right index fracture, undergoing or underwent surgery. Head coach Brandon Staley obviously on the hot seat. Keenan Allen is also out tonight. Joshua Palmer coming back from his knee injury, but it doesn't sound like he'll have a big role. So I think we're going to see them ride the running backs tonight. Isaiah Spiller, second year back, got more action last week. I'd like to see more of that with him and Joshua Kelly working in behind Austin Eckler. And they'll be relying on the defense tonight. They're underdogs with Easton Stick at quarterback. They won the first match by seven. Got after rookie quarterback Ian O'Connell. Khalil Mack had six sacks that game, which is astonishing, obviously. So O'Connell's going to have to get the ball out quick. Josh Jacobs with a quad issue might not play. There was talk of a potential quarterback change. I haven't understood. I've said it on the show, I'm pretty sure. The move away from Jimmy Garoppolo. When he was benched, they didn't block at all against the Lions. And he was under pressure like 70-something percent of the time. And no quarterback's going to have success like that. I guess there's talk that Garoppolo's contract and potential guarantees for injury could be keeping him out still. But we'll see, I think, on Christmas Day, maybe. If they don't improve tonight under O'Connell after getting shut out 3-0 last week against the Vikings. I would think there's got to be a chance Antonio Pierce wants to see Garoppolo in there on Christmas against the Chiefs. Moving to the weekend, we have three Saturday games this week. I'm sure a lot of you, if you're listening to this, you also like this time of year with college football regular season over. 
It's bowl season, but we have NFL games on Saturday. This Saturday is a full three-game slate. First, the Vikings face the Bengals, two seven and six teams in their respective conferences. Minnesota got that three zero win at Vegas last week. Nick Mullins was inserted into the game at quarterback for Joshua Dobbs. Dobbs can certainly freewheel make plays as he's shown. I think head coach Kevin O'Connell just maybe wants a little more consistency and control, I guess, in going with Mullins. Justin Jefferson returned last week, was injured on a high throw from Dobbs, went to the hospital as a precaution with a chest issue, but thankfully he'll be okay and he's playing this week. Defense stepped up in the shutout, of course. I've talked about the Minnesota defense under Brian Flores a ton all year. Since the slow start, they've been really good. And they'll be challenged this week facing a Bengals offense that pretty much they look like the way they looked when Joe Burrow is at quarterback the past couple of games. Jake Browning's just running the attack, doing an outstanding job, getting the ball out on time accurately, knows where to go with it. And the screen game for Cincy has been massive the past two games. With Joe Mixon, Chase Brown has come on with a big role the past two games and ripped off some chunk gains, showing off his great speed. Rookie running back out of Illinois. And we'll see how the screens work against an aggressive defense that wants a blitz. I don't think Flores is going to get off the blitz much. But obviously he's going to be cognizant of the ability for screens to maybe burn him with the pressure they bring. And it should be a fun one with two teams in the wildcard mix in their conferences. At 4.30, the Steelers face the Colts, also both 7-6. and six. These two teams played in a close battle last year. I believe it was Monday night. The Steelers won. Colts in a better spot now under Shane Steichen, though Indy's coming off a loss to the Bengals last week. Tough loss putting them down to the 7-6 and six mix with a bunch of teams in that crowded AFC. The Steelers, after losing the Patriots on Thursday night last week, have lost two straight to two win teams. The Cardinals beat them in the week four. Both were at home. So really a head scratcher. They were sitting at seven and four. Were favored to go to nine and four instead at seven and six and clearly fighting for a playoff spot right now. The Patriots defense sort of a brick wall against the run especially and we'll see if they get the run game going with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren Moore this week. Colts themselves want to run. Should be a tough close game I think. The second one on Saturday. Finally, Saturday night, 8.15 Eastern, the 7-6 and six Broncos. So we got five, seven, and six teams in action. So an important day, despite just the three games. They go on the road to face the 9-4 and four Lions. Denver bounced back from their first loss in a while, two weeks ago to the Texans. And last week, they totally handled the Chargers, basically not delay out of the playoff discussion almost to some extent. Defense just finds a way to make plays. Every week, this will be a huge challenge, though. Trying to stop David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs at running back. And then also the Lions passing attack after losing the Bears last week. Looking to get going. Jared Goff says he wants to get the connection with the Monroe St. Brown going more again. But I think for Detroit, running the ball is going to be huge. They had success there last week. Maybe didn't stick with it enough. Both Montgomery and Gibbs averaged over six yards of carry, but just 21 combined carries for them. And the coaching staffs know each other pretty well from time with the Saints. Sean Payton going up against Dan Campbell. Now to Sunday, the Falcons face the Panthers. Atlanta coming off a tough loss to the Bucks, Lost in the final minute. But the passing game showed promising signs for Atlanta. 
Drake London, second-year receiver, had one of the best games of his young career. So that's a promising sign. We know they can run the ball with B. John Robinson, Tyler Algier. They beat the Panthers by two touchdowns in week one. Jesse Bates had a huge game, two interceptions. Favored by only three this week on the road. But Carolina, Bryce Young again beat up last week by the Saints. 28-6 loss. Gave up a block punt return for a touchdown. We'll see if the Panthers' defense, which is healthier now, can somehow make some noise, make some game-changing plays as they look to upset the Falcons. The Bears take on the Browns. Chicago, really aside from the final few minutes in the first matchup, have handled the lines this season. The division leader in the NFC North won last week by two touchdowns. I keep saying it every week. They're hovering around 500 since the 0-4 start. Now they're 5-4 and in the last nine games. And really, if they could find a way to win this week, not out of the playoff race in the NFC, which looks like it'll have two record-wise relatively weak teams potentially in the final two wildcard spots against both the run and the pass. Chicago's been strong. Montez Sweat addition helped. They showed good signs before that even. And should be a defensive battle in Cleveland where the Browns have just one loss this season. Browns are 8-5 and five now. After upsetting the Jaguars last week, Joe Flacco over 300 yards and quickly won over his teammates with the way he can throw the ball. David Njoku had a big game last week. Mari Cooper got going. Flacco has a connection with Elijah Moore. Although Cleveland dealing with injury. Safety Grant Delpit just days after a nice contract extension was placed on injured reserve. Sounds like he could be back for a potential playoff appearance. And Ugbenaya Okoronkwo also on injured reserve. He has a pec injury and unlikely to return this season. The Buccaneers battle the Packers at Lambeau Field, both 6-7. and seven. So Tampa not only in the NFC South mix, but I guess with these wildcard teams in the NFC. Just mentioned the last second win for them last week against the Falcons. Baker Mayfield connected to Kate Otten for a touchdown. It was an interesting day for the offense. Mike Evans, I think, just had one catch. Rashad White had another strong game. He's really come on this year in his second NFL season. The defense got Levante David back last week at linebacker. Devin White was still out. Facing a Packers defense that uses mixed misdirection and can get on the edge. We saw what Jane Reed did last week against the Giants. Ideally, they'll have Devin White back. That would be a big boost. So we'll keep an eye on his status. The Packers coming off a tough loss to the Giants on Monday night at MetLife Stadium. Took the lead late on a really nice catch from Lee Keith at the goal line. Showed strong hands and was just in. So it was good to see Jordan Love get going in that final go-ahead drive, despite the defense eventually giving up the lead on a field goal. But overall, Love was a bit off. Couldn't keep his hot streak going. For some reason, just sealing some passes. And yeah, again, just, just off a little bit. We'll see if he can get that remedied returning home to face the Bucks this week. And also for Green Bay, we got to keep an eye on the injuries for them. Aaron Jones with the knee. Looked close last week, didn't play. And then also Christian Watson with the hamstring injury. As definitely a better offense with those two. The Jets face the Dolphins. For New York, it was great to see Zach Wilson back in the starting lineup. Playing an outstanding game. He was the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. And I should mention for the Giants, Tommy DeVito. Played a really strong game, was the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. So that was cool to see with the offenses of both New York teams struggling a lot this season. 
But for Wilson, it's not the first time he's shown flashes like that. The Chiefs game in particular on Sunday night early in the season definitely stood out and showed what he can do. It was a close loss to Kansas City. And now the Jets at 5-8, and eight, I'm kind of wondering what they might look like if Wilson wasn't benched. The Falcons game, especially a couple of weeks ago, I think maybe he could have made a difference and helped them win that. Maybe they'd be at 6-7. and seven. Maybe we'd be thinking more about an Aaron Rodgers return this month. And I get it. The offense was kind of broken. And they wanted to see if Tim Boyle would somehow give them a jolt. But clearly, as I've been saying, it's deeper than Wilson, the offensive issues. And he's showing with better play around him last week that he can do the job and help them stay in the playoff mix. But it might be too little too late, and we'll see if they can upset the Dolphins this week. We're blown out on Black Friday in the matchup. Miami coming off a really tough loss, up 27-13 late in the fourth quarter a few minutes ago, and gave up the lead somehow. So with that, they're not going to take this game lightly, especially with how Wilson played last week. I would be surprised if we don't see an extremely focused performance from the Dolphins on the defensive side this week. And on offense, they'll be tasked with taking care of the ball. Two was intercepted a couple of times against the Jets in the first matchup. Tyree Kill's banged up with the ankle. I think he'll be all right. I think it was just a minor thing. He came back last week. Running back Devin Achan, dealing with a toe. We'll have to keep an eye on his status, but I think he'll be okay too. And unfortunately, injuries on the offensive line been big for the Dolphins. Center Connor Williams out for the year now with the knee injury suffered last week. So it could be a tricky game for the Dolphins. And suddenly their hold on the AFC East looking a bit weak. Just mentioned Tommy DeVito, how they beat the Packers on Monday night, and he was the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. It's become a really cool story for the undrafted rookie quarterback. He's making plays, the defense stepping up, making plays. Kayvon Thibodeau forced the fumble last week, which was big. And now it sounds like they might get Darren Waller back from his hamstring injury. He's been out a while on IR, and that would be a further boost there at 5-8. and eight. If they can beat the Saints in New Orleans, they'll be at 6-8. and eight. And right in the playoff mix in the NFC. For New Orleans, I said about the pump block touchdown against the Panthers last week in the win. That sparked them. It was good to see on a quick slant. Derek Carr had great chemistry with Chris Olave on a touchdown throw. They didn't have Taysom Hill last week. We'll see if he can play this Sunday. Of course, Carr has been beat up a ton this year with the hits he's taken. And we know the Giants are going to bring pressure. So we'll see how the New Orleans offensive line holds up as they look to make sure Carr stays healthy and doesn't take big hits and get injured again. Texans face the Titans. Tennessee, huge credit to them. Will Levis, rookie quarterback. Derrick Henry didn't have a ton of room to run on the ground against the Dolphins, but he scored twice. So that's part of the course for him in December. And the Titans definitely profile as a dangerous type of team that even if they're not in the playoff mix at 5-8 and eight, can play spoiler down the stretch, and they'll look to do it again against a divisional opponent. Houston, extremely tough day for the offense last week. C.J. Stroud couldn't get anything going through the air. First game without Tank Dell, and then Nico Collins left early with a calf issue. The Jets pretty much shut them down, and C.J. Stroud left due to a concussion. He's in the protocol and is looking, at this stage, doubtful to play against the Titans. So Tennessee is actually favored in this. Houston at 7-6 and six, with, again, a bunch of 7-6 teams in the conference. 
and they'll be relying on Davis Mills to step up, play well, keep them in the game, and try to win at the end and contain Derrick Henry somehow. The final 1 o'clock game, the Chiefs face the Patriots. There's a report that Bill Belichick will not be in New England next season. I do not believe it at this stage. I think at this point, a lot of people are guessing, unless they've talked directly to Robert Kraft, Jonathan Kraft, or Belichick himself, I think it's a bunch of noise and guessing, and it's really 50-50, it seems, at this point. So there's a decent chance you're right by reporting something. That's just my take on it. Maybe people that say stuff like this do have sources. Either way, it was good to me to see a win for them last week against the Steelers to see the way the defense continues to play. And I'm wondering if they had just an average offense, how good they would be. They might be the top team in the AFC, honestly, if the offense was just average or slightly above average. And Jabril Preppers, safety, said they're playing for Belichick after the game. Definitely playing hard. And I'm always interested to see how Belichick plays Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Chiefs coming off the loss to the Bills. If you're listening, I'm sure you've seen the Kadarius Tony offsides thing. Clearly, he was offsides. Obviously, a pretty bad reaction from Patrick Mahomes and Young at the officials and Andy Reid post game criticizing the officials for making the call, which was the correct call. And that was a bit surprising. Some frustration, I'm sure, with how this season has gone to this point. Obviously, they're a team that can flip the switch, defending Super Bowl champions. But the most disappointing thing was Mahomes, the way he acted toward Josh Allen. And I guess rightfully, he's been under fire for that, for all of his behavior after the game. But especially that seemed kind of low after the 13 seconds playoff game where because of the overtime rules at the time, Josh Allen didn't even touch the ball, handled it with total class and went up to Mahomes after the game. So for Mahomes to act like that was wrong. But I will say, people are going to say, oh, that showed Mahomes true colors and stuff, and he's definitely under fire now. And Again, that was not a good look, but while there's been a lot of criticism, I haven't seen enough of the fact that Mahomes went on the radio, said he felt really bad about the Allen thing in particular. It didn't sound that remorseful over how he was towards the officials in that interview that I heard, but about Allen, he said he felt really bad about that. And then the next day, talking in the media, he said that he felt really bad for what he did to Josh and talking like that after the game and crying about the officials basically when it was a fair game and the Bills came out on top that time. And Allen, when asked about it, said that Mahomes did call him and I guess apologize. So so that was good to hear with Mahomes was certainly under fire a ton in the aftermath of that one. But I expect him to come out angry and the Chiefs to come out angry. It's not an easy place to play still, Foxborough, with the way the defense has played. The Kansas City offense hasn't hit 20 points in five of their past six games, which is pretty stunning. Isaiah Pacheco with the shoulder issue looks like he'll be out again, although they might want to attack the Patriots through the air more. They're very tough to run on. And again, an interesting battle. And on the other side of the, for the Patriots offense, Billy Zappi had a really strong start last week. The driving force of the offense was Ezekiel Elliott. Had, I think it was 29 touches, 140 yards, a touchdown through the air. Didn't get a ton going statistically on the ground, but he turns out positive yardage, helps in third down situation, and did damage as a receiver. And all the talk that he's washed or whatever, I think that was totally misguided. And he's showing he can still play well, even if he doesn't have quite the top end breakaway speed he once did. Moving to the late afternoon games, 
The Niners faced the Cardinals, 10 and 3 versus 3 and 10. San Fran handled the Seahawks pretty easily last week. A few big plays. Debo Samuel stayed hot, had two more touchdowns. Brock Purdy, neck and neck right now, betting wise, as the MVP favorite. I think Christian McCaffrey should certainly get some MVP love too. And we still have four more games to go. I think they probably have too much firepower for the Cardinals, but Arizona coming off the bye. I mentioned last week they ran out of a little bit of gas, maybe. They did just beat the Steelers before the bye, but they've just played so hard under first year head coach Jonathan Gannon. So I think the week off can maybe recharge them a bit and they should come out playing really hard this week. But again, not sure they have enough to keep up with San Fran. Also coming off the bye, the Commanders face the Rams. I guess we'll just see if the bye week gave Ron Rivera some time to make more changes or hone in on technique, whatever whatever it is, to somehow improve the defense, which has struggled all year. Rams in the loss to the Ravens last week had a big afternoon offensively. They're clicking on that side of the ball and might be a tough task for the commanders to contain them, especially with the balance the Rams can play with and can go off play action and I think create chunk plays against this defense. The final late afternoon game on Sunday, Cowboys face the Bills. Fantastic matchup, maybe the best of the week. Buffalo suddenly not only in the playoff mix at 7-6 and six after getting the road win at Arrowhead, but they're right there in the FC East. The Dolphins have to face the Cowboys, as the Bills do this week. And Miami also has to face Baltimore. The two teams play in Week 18. The Bills two games back right now. Offense totally clicking since Joe Brady took over as the interim offense coordinator. Defense made stops when it mattered most last week. They haven't always done that. They're playing extremely hard for Sean McDermott, who was under fire last week. I like where Buffalo's at. If they can get a win this week, then obviously we've seen this year. It's crazy. Every game, you can't really rely on results happening just because the team's favorite or whatever. But they play the Patriots and Chargers the next two games before facing the Dolphins in Week 18. So I like where Buffalo's at if they can get a win against the Cowboys this week. To me, I think they could become the most dangerous team in the AFC. For Dallas, Jerry Jones was thrilled with the result. A big win Sunday night against the Eagles. Wasn't really in question or close. Balance offensive attack. Dak Prescott continues to play at an elite level. It's kind of crazy a few weeks ago when they lost by literally inches in Philadelphia. People were kind of saying it shows they can't win the big game anymore. I said on the show at the time, I definitely don't agree with that assessment. And we've seen they've been red hot. Now all of a sudden the people that said that stuff about them are saying they're legit threats to win it all now. So yeah, definitely reactionary in terms of the media. That's a prime example of that. But yeah, not as good on the road this year, just 3-3 three and three on the road compared to 7-0 and at home. Buffalo, a tough place to play. And the Bills, I think, the toughest defense they've faced in quite a while. So should be a good one and a good measuring stick for them. On Sunday night, Ravens face the Jaguars. Tylon Wallace had a 76-yard punt return touchdown to win it for Baltimore last week against the Rams in overtime. Lamar Jackson had another big day. Isaiah likely got free, caught a long touchdown. Odo Beckham caught a long touchdown against his former team on a nice adjustment on a double move route. The defense struggled a bit. I was especially surprised on the ground how the Rams, early in the game, they sort of tighten up later. 
but the Rams were running really effectively to begin things. But it was good for Baltimore to get a close win. They've lost some heartbreakers this season in three losses. And look for the defense to bounce back and have a stronger effort this week. But it's on the road at Jacksonville. Jaguars have lost two straight. Trevor Lawrence thankfully played through his ankle issue. High ankle sprain didn't look affected by it last week at all. In a loss to the Browns, it was the defense that was disappointing for Jacksonville again. Second straight week where they look surprisingly just giving up too much and won't be easy to contain the Ravens this week. In last year's matchup, the Jaguars got a close win. Sort of helped spark them to go on a run and make the postseason win the FC South. And again, should be a good one this week on what's a good schedule on paper. And then finally, Monday Night Football, Eagles face the Seahawks. Seattle has lost four consecutive games. Pete Carroll sort of called out his defense a bit last week. They can't allow the big plays. Drew Locke had to start for Geno Smith. He did a fine job, but facing the Niners, no easy task. Geno was dealing with a groin issue from late in the week. It popped up, I guess. We'll see if he can play this week because this is a promising matchup facing an Eagles defense that simply hasn't been good, especially on third down, just not getting enough pressure, which you wouldn't have thought would have been an issue heading into the season with the way the pass rush dominated last year. And for Philadelphia, the offense just hasn't been able to bail them out. Haven't been sharp the past two games against the Niners and Cowboys. It's almost been the case all season, though. They've won despite, I believe I said it earlier in the season, like they haven't really played a complete game, but they were finding ways to win, which I thought maybe was a good sign and once they get things going. But there's a thought that maybe they just weren't that good and aren't that good. I think somehow they need to get Jalen Hurts into a rhythm, run the ball more, which they can behind that offensive line. Not sure the front office really wants them to be a run-heavy team. I think if they want to throw, maybe get more slants going with A.J. Brown, who was really patented catching runs on slants over the years. But yeah, both sides of the ball struggling some for the Eagles and the Seahawks again on the four-game losing streak. So two squads looking to get on track in mid-December. It's definitely an interesting game. We covered a lot this week. Saturday games begin. Fancy playoffs begin. NFL winter meetings going on. Los Angeles award another Super Bowl game in Brazil next year. Looks like a good schedule on paper this week. Hope everyone enjoys the games. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week.